to the Ladies Enrichment Club talk show. We are pleased to introduce our guest tonight. Uh, she's the founder of Minutes on Growth, Focus and on Relationship and uh, Inner Critics. Hi, Tanaz, how are you? Hi, Zelda. How are you? I'm so happy to be here. Lovely to have you on our talk show. Uh, you can go ahead and introduce yourself, where you're from. Okay, definitely. So my name is Hanasa Sainpour. I'm a certified life coach specializing primarily in mindset and relationships. My background is in dispute resolution law with a focus on family mediation. And yeah, I'm also the founder of Minutes on Growth, which is an online community for conscious individuals to come together and discuss topics such as personal development, spirituality, conscious entrepreneurship, and I have a podcast with the same name as well. Amazing. I Actually, I did listen to some of your uh, sessions and um, really impressive. I really enjoyed oh, you. I really enjoyed your podcast. So at the end of the video, I'll share all your details. Um, Wonderful. Tell me, why did you decide to go into this type of service? Well, I think I've always been really interested in the world of spirituality. And I think I embarked on it almost a decade ago. But I didn't feel like it was my time to share my insights yet until, let's say, three years ago when I started the podcast. It was just a means for me to pretty much you know, bring everyone else on this journey that I was on and to share what I was learning and all the insights I was having. And through that, and through different events that I wouldn't say are coincidences, I don't believe in coincidences anymore. I embarked on becoming a life coach. And then because of my background in dispute resolution and family mediation, I chose relationships and mindset because it's the I think everything in life is 90% mindset. So yeah, it just, you know, it, it just clicked into place. I don't think I pursued it with a clear vision. I think I was just open to whatever the universe had for me. And this is the path it took me on. And um, I just embraced it as it came along. Sounds very interesting. And I would like to know a little bit, let's talk a little bit more about, um, relationships these days yeah what yeah. can you share how do you think all of this is affecting that what's happening now relationships i mean it can go either of two ways either everyone you know we have group a where their relationships are blossoming during this time and we have group b where there's more distress than usual and i just want to start by saying that conflict is completely completely normal and natural in relationships and if there isn't conflict, then I would assume one party is suppressing their emotions to the next level. So I think conflict is very normal. How we deal with conflict ultimately, you know, defines the relationship. So Dr. John Gottman from the Gottman Institute um, is one of the world's biggest institutes on relationships. He states that, you know, there are four very unhealthy habits, I would say, that we need to be very conscious of when we are communicating with our significant other during moments of conflict. 
And his research has shown that with a 93% accuracy, that a relationship would fail if these four, he calls them the four horsemen, exists and nothing changes. And he also shows that within the first three seconds of a conversation, you can predict how it will end up. So these four horsemen are called criticism, defensiveness, stonewalling, and contempt. The reason I love to discuss this is because the first step to change is awareness. We cannot change what we're not aware of. When I introduce the four horsemen to my couple clients, even my single clients, you know, I, I notice it. They're like, oh my God, so I was being critical at that moment or I was stonewalling. And the more aware they become, the more flexible they become to um, changing. So I'll just briefly go over them. And then if there's any questions, definitely let me know. So criticism is when we, the problem with criticism is you make the issue about the defect in the other person's character personality. So it's no longer about what the person has done. It's about who the person is, right? So for example, if you come home and you see the dishes are, you know, piling up, instead of saying, you know, the dishes are piling up and, and, it, and it's bothering me, you say, you are such a messy person. You, you kind of attack the person's character. Criticism is also using the two words that I say every relationship needs to cut out always and never. You always do this or you never do that, right? So these are the two biggest no-no words that I would say. And when we're critical, what usually happens, it's a ping pong between criticism and defensiveness. So if I say you always do this, naturally the other person's gonna get super defensive, right? So a great way to deal with criticism is to use this formula that when X happens, I feel Y and going forward, I need Z. So you're switching from criticism to complaint and complaint is fine. We have the right to complain, but how we complain ultimately, um, again, defines the relationship. So when we're ping-ponging with criticism and defensiveness, defensiveness is when we perceive criticism and we respond by defending ourselves rather than exhibiting that we've listened and rather than validating their concern or taking responsibility. Again, you know, it, it, it keeps ping-ponging. I've seen couples that get stuck in the criticism defensiveness ping-pong for years. And it's a very unhealthy place to be in. Mm. And stonewalling is when it seems as if the other person is dismissing you, that they're not interested. It's as if these walls come up, right? But what I want people to realize with stonewalling is that physiological flooding is a real thing. So for example, we're discussing something and you suddenly notice that, you know, the other person's heart rate's going up and they're sweating, they freeze, right? And science has shown us that if you're with someone who has a physiological flooding, give them 20 minutes, like give them a 20 minute break to regulate their body's response. And the issue with stonewalling is if I'm speaking to you, and I don't know that you're having a physiological flooding and you're freezing and you don't give me a response. If I don't hear a response, I'm going to be like, so you don't care about me. So you don't love me. See, I knew it. It gets bigger and bigger. So if, if I'm the person who is having the physiological flooding, maybe letting the other person know that time out, time out. I, I, I need a break right now. I want to be there for you. I just can't right now. 
And the last one, which is the biggest reason people have divorces is contempt. So contempt is criticized criticism times a hundred. At this point, respect is lost. It's an unhealthy relationship. What is contempt? Nonverbal is like rolling your eyes, smirking. Verbal, it's this, this language that I think I'm above you, harmful sarcasm, belittling. So I, like, who, where were you raised? Your mother must have you know, done this and that, that type of language. And the solution for contempt is if you are the person who is giving contempt to someone else, you know, to really heal your childhood trauma and to find new ways to express emotions with vulnerability. And if you're the person receiving it, then learning to set boundaries and to be assertive. But yeah, these four are the four horsemen that have, you know, they define a relationship. And the more aware we become of them and the more we study them, the better we can be for ourselves and for our partner. Very interesting. And I'm so glad that you explained them to um, us briefly because if you just hear it, you would be like, oh, I don't understand. Um, mm-hmm. But when you, when you explain it like that, it makes sense. And I can see why people need it now more than ever. Um, like you said, people are in an apartment together for a long time, maybe in lockdown. Yeah. Um, and they, they've never done this before because even if you have kids, you know, the kids are not used to it. And it's mm-hmm. just the whole family needs to work together. Um, you know, and everybody needs to be so careful not to step on toes and, and not to say the wrong things. And yeah. then I would like to just move over to, uh, we said, personal, uh, personal growth, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Personal development. What can you say about that um, during these times? How can we help ourselves? And we actually said that we're going to talk, you're going to talk about the inner critique. Yeah. So yeah. explain Definitely. to us. Sure. So first I'd like to say that like life is a balance between personal development and relationships, right? While traditionally we are tribal people and we thrive when we're part of supportive communities, our self-care is as important. So it's about juggling the two, self-care and community care. So I definitely want to say that first. Um, And then I want to introduce the inner critic. So the inner critic is the sound inside of your head that is always talking and you confuse it with yourself. So I always tell people like, have you ever been in a meeting and you've said something and suddenly there's a voice inside of your head that goes like, why'd you say that? You sounded so stupid. Or you're with your friends and you want to say something. And then there's this voice that goes like, no, 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 don't say something. You're going to look like a fool. We oftentimes think that voice is an extension of ourself. Whereas that voice is a completely separate entity. That voice is called the inner critic. You can call it the opponent, the inner opponent. Some people call it the ego. That voice is a voice that is here to create drama, to feed our mind with useless noise and to kind of, how would I say it? Remove us from our soul's purpose, our our soul's track. So identifying the inner critic is the first step, right? But before we get there, I just wanna say that 
the inner critic is always there. It's about identifying it and silencing it. It's so important. We can't completely dismiss the inner critic. The, it's the sound that is always there. We just need to shift our focus. We need to shift our attention from the inner critic to the soul's voice. There is a book I highly suggest. It's called The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. And he dives deep into the, the neighbor. And what we want to do is we want to see what the inner critic is telling us. And what it does is it usually creates false narratives around a situation. So for example, you're calling your husband. He's not answering the first call and the second call. Your inner critic immediately says, he's probably doing something. He's probably, you know, he doesn't care about you. These narratives are the narratives that the inner critic is creating for us, right? So we need to be become aware of what that sound is, where is it coming from, and what false narrative is it creating for us? And a great, great way to do that is to name our inner critic. I ask everyone, please name your inner critic. And it's a really fun process. So I named my inner critic Blair after Gossip Girl because she, she represents judgment for me. So when I'm sitting in a, in a crowd and I'm judging someone else, or if I'm sitting alone and I'm judging myself, I immediately say, mm -mm, that's not me, that's Blair speaking. So then I can silence her. We can name it, we can create a divide between us and we can silence it. So naming your inner critic, something funny or someone you don't like, and then being aware of it and realizing that we are not our thoughts. We are separate from our thoughts. We are eternal consciousness, right? We are eternal love. Everything inside of us is loving. If there is a part of us that is not loving, then it doesn't belong to us. It has a home in our mind, but it doesn't belong to us. And if you're not going to allow someone live in your house and judge every single move and criticize you and make you feel bad and do all of that, then, I, then you shouldn't allow someone to do that in your head either, right? The only reason we don't stand up to the inner critic is because we can't see it. But just because we can't see it doesn't mean it doesn't, it doesn't exist. So we need to become super, super aware of the inner critic. How is it impacting different areas of our life? I highly suggest everyone to do this Wheel of Life. I actually have a free journal. I can send you the link. Um, it's a 21-day guided journal for abundance. But the first week, we, we focus primarily on beliefs and, and the Wheel of Life. So it's looking at different areas of our, your life, asking yourself, what area am I having struggles with? So let's say it's the area of money, right? Right now, finance is a big thing for a lot of people. Asking yourself, what are some of the beliefs that the inner critic has created around money for me? Did I grow up hearing that money is evil, that you can't be spiritual and rich or rich people are greedy or you need money to make money? What are some of these limiting beliefs that the inner critic has created for me based on my experiences of you know, what I had in, in the first seven years of my life and in my adult life? And then becoming aware of it and then silencing it and then replacing it with empowering ones. Very true, very true. We all have these thoughts sometimes. And um, again, when you like, when you were made maybe redundant, um, you have like, why me? 
because mm. I was this and this and this, or you always had those thoughts in your mind and you're always asking, you know, questions to yourself. And I think it's really important that we don't, we always step back and look really about the, you know, figuring out the situation and um, not just jump in and say, well, it was my fault and, you know, criticize yourself. Um, yes, you need to have self-love. It's so important. And so many people now need it so, so bad. We all need that self, you know, love and taking care of yourself. And I would okay. like to encourage people to, to, in these days, to take care of themselves and let other people see that you do it so that they follow the trend. Definitely. Um, so many people now are like depressed and going through tough times and through um, this kind of talks, we want to encourage everyone out there that's listening and um you know we as women need to encourage each other as well to make a success and not to not to not to step into that self-critique you know trap um thank you so much for that explanation it was really nice to hear you talk about that um what is where do you see yourself tonight in a year uh Tell us, where, where do you want to take your service? Well, it's always been my intention to create a safe space for men and women to come together and, you know, work on areas of their life that can really change their perspective of reality. Because I believe reality is just mm, a, a combination of your perspective, opinions, thoughts, and beliefs. It's subjective. There is no one reality. So my goal is to actually share these insights with people, with more people around the world, to nurture women, to help them see their potential and ultimately to help elevate the collective consciousness, but to, to shift away from victimhood to accountability and success and growth and, you know, to really help everyone, including myself, because when I'm doing this work, it's a, it's, a, it's a constant reminder to myself. And I still have a lot of limiting beliefs um, that I live with, and I notice it in different areas of my life. You know, holding each other's hand and, and walking this path of life and realizing that, yeah, we have zero control over life, but we have 100% control over how we react to it. So just, just holding each other's hand as we react in a more positive, elevated way to life. That would be my intention always. That, that's always been my intention, but I think I would want it to be given to more, more women around the world. Such a good service that you are giving. And I'm sure that there is a lot of women out there. Um, you know, there will always be women out there that needs um, help. And the Ladies Enrichment Club is trying their best to support women in business and in personal growth. So it is our mission as well. And it feels good to, to be able to bring a little service to somebody mm -hmm. that needs it. Uh, for me, I mean, for me, it, it makes sense to say little because um, I feel I can give more. But again, that is my inner critique talking there. <laughs> No, I'm so glad you're doing this. I mean, bless you. I think 
you know, I really believe that our life purpose is to share and how we share our message is what, what's, what makes it unique and everyone shares their message in a different way. But I love that you're doing this because you're living the ultimate life purpose, which is sharing and creating a space for people to share. So thank you so much. Oh, it's a pleasure. And also for me, it's um, just getting to know people and what, what they are going through. Mm-hmm. Um, and then always you can compare your life to other people and say, whoa, you know, I actually, I'm so blessed. So blessed mm-hmm. to be able to do this. Um, yeah. Not a lot of women have this opportunity. Yeah. So the, I, I want, I have two more questions. And Go ahead. I want to know any advice you would like to share to women out there. My first piece of advice would be to embrace gratitude. Gratitude is a very, very powerful tool. And even though we might be going through times where it doesn't feel like there's much that we can be grateful for, there is still so much goodness in our life. And when we shift the perspective, we can control the narrative. It doesn't mean bypass your emotions. No, you can say I'm sad today, but I'm still grateful for the roof above my head. You know, I'm angry right now, but I'm still grateful that I can drink water and calm down. So gratitude is one of the most powerful, powerful tools that I would say I would want everyone to do it. And in the journal, I actually have like reminders, gratitude reminders at the end of the night, three things you're grateful for. And then at night or in the morning, whichever one you love, I love doing it all the time, but totally up to you when you're starting. And the second thing that I would say is take time to get to know yourself. This is the best time to do that because the world has slowed down the past pace wasn't serving us so we're shifting to a new normal we don't want to go back to the way it was we were overworked we were burnt out we were you know in a pace that just wasn't serving us and our families so now we're shifting to a slower paced life let's honor that by honoring ourselves. let's do the inner work let's do the shadow work it's difficult at first But think of it this way, when you go to a gym and you pick up some weights, it hurts. It really hurts. Your muscles get sore. But we know with 100% certainty that if I lift these weights, I'm going to have toned arms. So after the pain comes the pleasure of seeing that result, right? It's the same with inner work. It's very difficult at first. We're detoxing. A lot is coming up. But keep the vision of after you do the inner work after you do the shadow work, how much you've, how much you're going to grow and how much better your life is going to get out. So I would say, do the work and be grateful that you've been given this opportunity to do the work. Small blessings. We all need to count them. Um, your social media accounts, where can people find you online? You do online coaching as well. Yeah. So right now I only do online coaching. I don't do any one-on-one for health reasons, of course, um, and safety reasons. So you can find me on minutesongrowth.com. All my social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram are Minutes on Growth. My podcast is Minutes on Growth. It's available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. And yeah, reach out to me, DM me. I'm always available 
to, you know, to help, to lend a piece of advice or to share my own story. I love sharing my own failures. I think it really helps people recognize that everyone fails and that's the beauty of success is you have to fail to success, to succeed. So yeah, if there's anything that I can share or help, I'm always available. All right. Thank you so much, Tanaz. Thanks for your time. And um, thank you for your service that you are giving to everybody out there. Um, everybody that needs help, you can contact Tanaz through her social media accounts. I will share the accounts on this video. Um, can you just give me the name for your Instagram again? Minutes on Growth. So it's minutes all Minutes on Growth. Yeah. Very good. Thank you, Tanaz, and thanks for your time. Thank you, Zelda. It's been a pleasure. Thank you.